0: I'm Leonard Nimoy. The following tale of alien encounters is true, and by true, I mean false. It's all lies, but they're entertaining lies, and in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. I'm going to regret this. I'm standing
1: by. This is not rescue.
0: <laughs> I am a Jedi, like my father before me. <whistles> Dude, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here.
2: now. thank you. How are you? Welcome back to Dead and Spies, the best Star Wars podcast you happen to be listening to at this moment. Back on December 18th, Jason Reitman, the celebrated director of Juno, Up in the Air, and one of my favorites, Thank You for Smoking, held a live script reading of The Empire Strikes Back in the Majestic Theater in Los Angeles. Reitman will do this from time to time. He recasts one of his favorite movies, and they bring in an audience, and the actors read the script almost as if it's an old radio drama. When I sat down with Paul Scovito and Jay Shearer for the conversations that would become episodes 2 and 3 of Dead Both and Spies, we talked about Reitman's live reading of The Empire Strikes Back, and they had great responses to Reitman's replacement cast. So, the first thing you're going to hear is Paul's response to the cast, followed by Jay's response. And after that, I'll come back and share my fan cast list if ever Hollywood were to reboot the classic Star Wars trilogy. First, I want to warn my listeners that the following segment contains language that's a little more blue than I usually have on these episodes. Ordinarily, I wouldn't mention it, as I've dropped curse words on this show before. But the volume of one particular word in the next segment might offend some listeners. At the same time, I couldn't cut the word because it's used for comedic purposes, and you can't talk about Breaking Bad without mentioning this word. (laughs) Jason Reitman, uh, the director, he did Juno, Up in the Air. Mm-hmm. He's done a bunch of other stuff. Thank you for smoking. You're welcome. <laughs> Set you up for that one. <laughs> Apparently, every every once in a while, he will rent out a theater in Hollywood mm-hmm. and do a live script read of a movie. He'll just take the script and like recast it, and they will just read a script to an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, with, so it's him, like with him. Like a re- table
3: read or like. Yeah, yeah.
2: They'll just they'll, like, be up on stage at a table or mm-hmm. like at, at, in chairs, like a long table. He will do the stage directions and he will just have different actresses. Like they've done this for The Princess Bride. They've done this for huh. Boogie Nights, I think Reservoir Dogs, a bunch of other stuff. So back in December, he did The Empire Strikes Back. And he recast it. So I, I'm going to... Have you heard about this? I haven't heard about this at all. Okay, so listen to this cast list. But this is who he got for the parts. In uh, the part of Luke Skywalker, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Okay. So. Wow. Imagine uh, probably a little bit more confident, a little bit more cocky. Probably ends a lot of his sentences <laughs> with bitch. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> Huh. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become
0: a Jedi like my father. Bitch, Just isn't fair. Bitch, I will not turn,
2: and you'll be forced to kill me. Bitch. For Princess Leia, Jessica Alba. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I'd see Aaron Paul and Jessica Alba being related. <laughs> um. uh, I mean, I don't. I don't really get much of a sense of personality from her as an actress. Um, I don't have a problem with her, but I don't... I would get an impression of a much softer, much... Just softer Princess Leia. She doesn't necessarily have the bite that Carrie Fisher had. As Chewbacca, Rain Wilson from The Office. And apparently that was the only part he played, so he just did growls and barks and things like that. That's what we know. As C3PO, Stephen Merchant. Um, you know the giant lanky British guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he nailed that one. Yep. Orlando Dennis Haysbert. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, voicing Yoda, Kevin Pollock, You know Sam from mm-hmm. *A Few Good Men*. Yeah. So, yep. Um, I do
0: know. Him. And
2: I guess I heard that he, I heard that he didn't really go. He basically did a Frank Oz impression of Yoda. He didn't mm-hmm. really try to make it his own. He said, "Why, why bother trying to change perfection?" Mm-hmm. He kind of played it in a little. Um voicing Darth Vader, J.K. Simmons. Mm. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson from yeah, the yeah. Spider-Man movies. Yep. I don't know if he brought more of a, a resonance or if they tried to modify his voice at all or anything, but because it feels like such a just a modulated type of voice that I'm right. it's it's weird to hear kind of any actor do that normally. He brought in Mark Hamill, um, to voice The Emperor, the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I think Boba Fett with <laughs> the two lines of them. That's really great. Yeah. So I think Mark Hamill doing the Emperor and actually as Obi-Wan, as the older Obi-Wan would have been interesting. For Han Solo, Ellen Page. Yeah, sit with that one for a minute.
4: Okay.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, I guess you can do all the same stuff.
2: I mean, she'll, she definitely has the sardonic, yeah. which kind of like has that, that sense of. It would be. I think she would be like a lot more laid back and casual. My other question is who, like, if you weren't going to cross gender that cast, if you were going to cast another man, what man would you pick for that role?
0: What oh, man would I pick to play <laughs> Han Solo? Yeah. Um...
3: I'm really digging for an actor that, um, the problem is that we only have one Harrison Ford. Right? Right. right. And, you know,
2: and so my, my problem is that I'm not casting Han Solo. I'm casting Harrison Ford. Right. Right. And, right. and so- I think if it was, if I'm just thinking of like somebody to basically just do a voice part, which is sort of what this was, mm-hmm. Um, because they're not. It wasn't a remake of the movie. It yep. was just basically almost, almost like a, like a version of the old radio dramas. So right, 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 right. Maybe as just a bit of tongue in cheek to the audience, I might have gone with Kurt Russell because he was very mm-hmm. close to mm-hmm. getting the part originally mm-hmm. back in 1977. Yep, and Kurt Russell would have been a fun. Nod. Yep. Um, I mean, way too old to play the part now. Yes. But so is Harrison Ford, and yet they're still doing that.
3: I mean, honestly, table reading. Yeah. I would love Bruce Campbell to read it. Um.
2: Now nah. <laughs> Okay That wins <laughs> Bruce Campbell Table Reading How so all that Oh yeah Okay
4: I love you Honey You got real lucky
2: Okay right. um, Let's talk Star Wars uh, Star Wars. Wars This was something That I talked about With Paul And yeah. he hadn't heard about it And I wondered if you had uh, Jason Reitman You know Filmmaker guy Who did Juno Up in the yeah, air Yeah um, Apparently, what he likes to do every once in a while is rent out a theater and do a live script reading of a famous movie. Yes. Okay, have you heard about what he did? So, back in December, he did The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And he recast the whole thing, and I just kind of want to get some of your thoughts on these cast members. Okay. Um, first, for Luke Skywalker, he cast Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Ooh. I. I <laughs> lightsaber me, bitch! Exactly! That was the, the joke I kept going here. I just keep thinking I, all of the why, all Luke Skywalker's lines ending with bitch. But, um, every every scene with Yoda now. That's just. That's gonna be ruined for me the next time I watch them. I wonder if
3: he means old Ben Kenobi, bitch!
2: <laughs> so,
3: but also, I mean. So you got Aaron Paul as Luke Skywalker. Okay. Well, he's he's young, but in Empire, I
2: could see it in
3: Star Wars I couldn't
2: right yeah i I agree with that because i I would get a much a much more confident and cocky um a little bit a sort of in your face type of Luke yeah um, just and part of that is just projecting from Breaking Bad because he's so well known for that role so right I would kind of have to peel back a little bit to see him with the kind of wide-eyed innocence, and I, just, I don't get that.
3: Yeah, because Star Wars is all about... I mean, he's kind of a brat. He's yeah. wide-eyed and yeah. whatnot, and he's forced to grow up right. because his mentor is killed. Right.
2: All of his, all
3: of his parent figures. Yeah, uh, the guy... Hey, yeah. Luke Skywalker is a dangerous person to be around. <laughs> yeah. You get killed, you get frozen in carbonite. You know, <laughs> bad rough. things happen to you. All right, so you got Aaron Paul. Um, for Princess Leia, they cast Jessica Alba. Mm, I... You know... I thought after seeing the first Sin City Mm -hmm. that there was something there, Mm -hmm. you know, something that hadn't been tapped yet. And then I saw Sin City, a dame to kill for, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Mm, maybe I was wrong. She's overacting the hell out of this
0: one.
2: Yeah, and I don't have a problem with her. I haven't haven't seen her in a movie where I was like, oh, she's terrible, I, I don't like her. But for Princess Leia, you need somebody with bite Yes. Uh, especially in Empire, in those early movies. I mean, yes. She's She's got to have a force of personality that mm-hmm. is really strong. Well, I mean, she, she walks up to the head general of the Empire and basically
3: <laughs> says, you know, screw yeah. you, hippie. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> For Darth Vader, J.K. Simmons. Yep. Uh, Perfect. Totally get it. Yeah, totally get that. Uh, <laughs> it's he, he does have such a, a present voice. It's... It's, I, I do have trouble thinking of a Darth Vader voice that doesn't have a little bit of that modulated, mm-hmm. breathy husk to it. Yeah. Uh, even with James Earl Jones' inflection, which is so distinctive. Mm-hmm. But they're still a little bit added to it. So just hearing J.K. Simmons do that. Yeah.
3: Well, and and J.K. Simmons, of course, has made a career out of being able to do, you know, His Girl Friday paced dialogue. Right, I mean, right. think of his Spider-Man oh, stuff. of course, absolutely. You know, Johnny! You know... <laughs> the term "green goblin" in a quarter every time someone says it, yeah. <laughs> it just Ask comes one, out right, of his that, mouth just like rat-a-tack. silk, yeah.
2: you know. Um, <laughs> actually, I, w- I just started thinking of the Hudsucker Proxy and Jennifer Jason Lee and that. Yeah, she could voice a damn good Princess Leia. She oh, if
3: she um, if she could bring some of that Hudsucker Proxy attitude, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, she's kind of faded though. Yeah, she's kinda- in her old age. I saw her on a couple seasons of Weeds, and I was yeah. like. Mm- that's,
2: that's kind of the truth for actresses of a certain age. And there's, you got to turn you're 30, character you're, 30 or you're toast. You're under 30 or you're over 60. Yeah. Anything in between. Or you're Meryl oh. Streep. You're right. <laughs> She's the exception. <laughs> um, for C3PO, uh, Stephen Merchant. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Uh, um, yeah. Burp burp. Um, <laughs> for Lando Calrissian Dennis Haysbert. Fine. Yeah. I don't. I would have gone with Andrew Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I I would have done something like that. Somebody. Because he's cool. Yeah, Dennis Hopper doesn't exude that cool, that silky smoothness. He's more forceful, I guess, just a little bit. If he had still
3: been around at the time, Michael Clark Duncan, yeah, would have been. Yeah. Um, although for ultimate cool, I mean, you know, you got the holy trilogy of Sam Jackson, Morgan right. Freeman, or Denzel. Right. Right. But I think right. Sam Jackson Denzel. to Lando um, would just cause the universe to implode. Shudel trilogy uh,
2: four would have been. He might have been. Yeah, yes, right. Yeah, he would. Um, although the, I, I think probably if I would have liked Idris uh, Idris Elba or. Or Denzel, they both could have done,
3: that. yeah. But um, you're not going to get Denzel for a Jason Reitman, right? Not for
2: a live <laughs> which
3: I, I don't, I doubt they were paid for this. They probably just, yeah, it us. was just,
2: yeah, I'll show up. <laughs> um, for Chewbacca, just doing the Growls, this was his only part. Uh, Rain Wilson from The Office, <laughs> which I love the fact that he would just do that, yeah. Just... That, that's a Rain Wilson thing to do, yeah, totally. Um, then, as a sort of guest appearance, Reitman brought in Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. And I think he voiced three parts. Yeah. He voiced the Emperor in the one scene where the Emperor shows up as a hologram. Okay. Which he could do perfectly, just yep. a, a little bit of a tweak of his Joker impression. Yeah. Um, he voiced the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. Which Makes would sense. be sense. And I think he voiced Boba Fett. Um, so all of those... Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, I think Kevin Pollak was Yoda. And from the report I read, basically it was just Kevin Pollack doing an impression of Frank Oz's Yoda. Yeah. And he kind of came out and just said, that was perfect. I'm not going to try and put my stamp on this. I'm just going <laughs> to play, gonna do play it. to perfect. Yeah. Um, and then the big one that was sort of like controversial and kind of caught people off guard was the Han Solo pick. Mm-hmm. He went with Ellen Page.
3: Well, I mean, Ellen Page is one of Jason Reitman's... Actors, you know, every director has their stable of actors. Um, Ellen Page is, I mean, okay. So Harrison Ford in his heyday, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: you know, I at one point he was, and I and probably still is considered the the best value for the money. You know, because you think about how high-grossing the films are that he starred in. You know, you've got the Indiana Jones series, you've got the Star Wars series, all that kind of stuff. And he just—he has an old movie star quality about him, where he's able to play the lovable rogue. Mm -hmm. You know, um, in a way that you know so few contemporary movie stars can pull off. Um, I would—I would say Tom Hardy. Is the closest like Tom Hardy would be my choice yeah. for Han Solo because yeah. I think he could pull off some of that. Mm. You know, I mean the delivery would be slower. Yeah. You know, but I can just picture him looking at Princess Leia in that um, right. in the hallway scene where right. they're arguing about no, no, you need me to stay. <laughs> you know, he would be slower yeah. than Harrison Ford's delivery. Yeah. Um,
2: but I, Alan Page, I did. did hmm. I mean, she can certainly get the sardonic quality, yeah. but I think that's it. Yeah. And, that's, and there's so much more to Han than sardonic. Right.
3: He's the, um, he's the hooker with a heart of gold.
1: Right,
2: right.
3: You know, just as a male character. Yeah,
2: yeah. He could have, I think Reitman could have tried a little bit harder. Um, my first thought when I first heard about it was, um, because it's just, because it's just a, vo- uh, a, like a voice reading. it's just a vocal performance, you don't yeah. need the actor's youth. I thought of somebody like Kurt Russell because I could picture him oh, in the God. old like yeah. the old footage of like the screen tests and everything. Mm-hmm. Somebody like Kurt Russell doing it. Oh, oh man. Uh, Paul Paul thought of something which knocked me down, which was Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Bruce, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Campbell is another lovable rogue that you, you actually I think that was my exact response was I laughed a little and then I said yeah yeah, yeah I, well think of, uh, uh,
3: whos it he played in Hercules autolys yeah um, yeah you know um, that's Han Solo and right the, like
2: the the western show but Briscoe County Jr yes was basically yeah yes.
3: Yeah. So that would have Bruce Campbell. Oh man, Bring, yeah. someone, someone get Bruce's agent
2: on the phone. Demand that he. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they can't do it, but I would love like they they even they had up like recordings like on YouTube and stuff of some of these performances, and they were just immediately taken down.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, but course. I would love to be able to find like some of these because right, he's also done this for Boogie Nights. Yeah, uh, he did a script reading for The Princess Bride, and I think Reservoir Dogs. Um, all of these, I would just love to find out who he got in some of these parts. I know, I gotta look that up. Yeah. I gotta look that up. Here's another one I'd
3: toss out for Han Solo: mm-hmm. Norman Reedus.
2: I can see that. I would, actually, I thought I had sort of been fan casting him for a different kind of roguish character not mm. too long ago, and I could, yeah, <laughs> I would, yeah, I would not have a problem with that. that
3: so. You know, because I mean, he he has just the right edge of smartassery right. in The Walking Dead.
2: Right, right. You wouldn't want my life to get boring, would you? Fan casting superhero films and franchises based on comics or other media has been a hobby of mine for a couple years. I don't know how it started. I used to think it was a stupid waste of time, and now, well, it is a waste of time, but I enjoy it. After talking to Paul and Jay about potential replacements for Jason Reitman's Empire cast, I got the bug to recast the whole ensemble. Let me be clear right off the bat that I don't want the Star Wars films to be rebooted. In general, I don't like reboots, but I do understand why they exist. The reason Ghostbusters and RoboCop are remade 30 years after the original is not because Hollywood thinks there is something wrong with the classic version, other than the sad fact that younger audiences won't see them. Before the remake of Total Recall came out in 2012, test audiences who loved the Arnold Schwarzenegger version mostly hated the new one, but audiences who hadn't seen the first one really liked the remake. Someday we'll have a generation of moviegoers completely unfamiliar with the original Star Wars. And when that happens, Disney or whoever owns the license will remake the film. With that in mind, I still wanted nothing to do with recasting the classic movies for the screen. But when it came to assembling a new ensemble to provide voices for a live reading like what Jason Reitman did, the prospect became impossible to dismiss. And so I present my voice cast for Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back, along with audio samples of their voices taken from different interviews and clips I could find on YouTube. In the role of Luke Skywalker, I went with Steven Yeun, a Korean-born actor who can be seen in The Walking Dead. This might sound like a crazy pick because he's non-white, but also doesn't have a strong Asian accent. I like the youth, the excitement, and the earnestness of his voice, though.
3: My mother is so sweet, but she's in, she's filled in a house f- filled with, you know, testosterone. Three right. men, and um, we are messy, lazy, you typical know. Typical boys. Yes, exactly, there you go. <laughs> she says it like, <laughs> typical boys. Um, but... She would put me to sleep at, like, maybe, like, before 10, like, 8, 9, uh, when I was 8 or 9, and she would pull my hair all the way back just to see what I would look like. She's like, and then she would look at me and then just go. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know what was going on, but, like, she would more or less say, like, you know, you, if you were a girl, this would be great.
2: For Princess Leia, I again went non-white. She needs to command whatever room she's in, and she also needs that feisty combativeness that makes her all at once serious and funny and sexy. Gabrielle Union played that type in Bring It On and other films, so she's my pick for Leia.
0: Well, I learned, uh, which they probably should have put this in the prenup, what is your go-to song? Um, (laughs) He doesn't have one. so We we were on vacation, and... We're at this place where they have a live band, and at the end of the night they ask people to come up and sing. And the D Squared guys were there, the the designers, and they were like, Dwayne Wade's in the house, get him up on stage. And I'm like, yes, I was. He was like my little honey boo-boo, and I was Mama June. And I was like, get up on that stage, honey. honey <laughs> like, give you're gonna make him some money. Give him uh, stress, give sass, give sassy, be sassy, be sassy. Be sassy. Yeah, jazz hands, jazz hands, jazz hands. And uh, <laughs> and he gets up there, like begrudgingly. And it's like a deer in headlights. He had no go-to song. What? The shame that I felt that he was not prepared for the moment. Oh, this is terrible. We've been practicing ever since.
2: For Han Solo, I didn't go with Bruce Campbell or Kurt Russell or Tom Hardy. I wanted an actor who could bring not only the humor, but the cowboy swagger of Han in just his voice. For that... I went with the best cowboy on television, Timothy Olyphant, who plays Marshall Raylan Givens on Justified, and previously played Seth Bullock on Deadwood.
1: The thing where it gets tricky is, I did a voice in a video game. Like one of those, um, shooter, uh... Which one? I'm not clear, but I, I it was, um, <laughs> Your work means so much to I you. I yelled a lot. It was like the World War, whatever... Call of Duty, one of those yeah, yeah, deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my son was like, uh, uh, really wanted the game, and we broke down. We said we, you know, and what's what's curious about the whole thing is you get asked a lot in my line of work about the violence and the video game and should the kids be playing it, and it's very difficult for me to answer that when my son is at home playing a violent shooter game and I'm in the game, encouraging him <laughs> to shoot people. Your voice, Dad. He's like, Dad, it's awesome. You and I, yesterday, uh, you were like, you, you know what I mean? I, I'm in there going, Two o'clock! Fire! Fire! Twelve o'clock! Good shot, kid! And then I come in, I'm like, Turn the thing off. Let's go. It's time to read a book. And he's like, You were just telling me to kill people. <laughs>
2: In the part of C-3PO, rather than an older, stiffer British actor, I wanted a younger, slightly neurotic British actor. I cast none other than Harry Potter himself, Daniel Radcliffe. Really, just because it amused me.
1: I was there for I was doing press
0: there for a film, but I was also like determined to have some fun while I was there. And there's no point going to Comic-Con unless you go on the floor. And I'd never been before, so I wanted to go down and see it. Um, so but, you, you did yeah. do this,
1: because obviously you'd be <laughs> torn limb from limb. Yeah. So I was dressed as Spider-Man.
2: Obi-Wan Kenobi was inspired by feudal samurai warriors, and given the fact that the name sounds Japanese, I thought, why try to force another Englishman into the role they couldn't possibly live up to? In a move that I hope shatters the reality of a few of my listeners, I chose George Takei for Obi-Wan.
1: Could you play another role? Oh, yes, yes. I think You know, I, there
4: could be a cameo like Leonard's uh, for, for George Takei. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be an old, grizzled, uh, ancient... Uh, antecedent of uh, Sulu, or I could be, um, and I think this is more interesting. If I were some alien creature
0: with a lot of makeup, so you would come back as an alien creature, really?
4: And well, my voice would be a dead giveaway.
0: So I know that wouldn't work. A creature. Who is this creature? Hello, everybody. <laughs> I could say.
1: Hello, everybody. I am a christened,
2: old, ancient sage from the <laughs> Lando Calrissian was the character who actually gave me the most trouble, because I can't think of a single working actor today who exudes the smoothness of Billy Dee Williams. Jamie Foxx might be the quote-unquote coolest actor of his generation, but he just didn't feel right for Lando. Jeffrey Wright is an actor I've liked for years. He can definitely reach the smoothness tinged with a bit of venom. And he can capture the duplicity of Lando in Empire, from the boring administrator jargon to the anguished regret he feels at betraying his friends. So Jeffrey Wright is my man.
4: There's a character that i played. This is going to sound uh, a little strange. There's a character i played played. Maybe one of, the fa- one of my favorite characters uh, called named Daniel Holt in a movie called Ride with the Devil. It's a Civil War movie. Uh, that Ang Lee directed, that um, uh, beautiful movie, got kind of scrubbed by the studio. But the character was a freedman who was fighting for the Confederacy, right? And he ends up, at the end of the movie, well, I'll give it away, from, but he ends up riding off into the sunset, really, and to go to find his mother. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that moment for me is one of the most powerful moments that I've ever been a part of in movies because it, you know he was he was fighting for the Confederacy, Confederacy for some conflicted reasons. It wasn't because he loved you know uh, slavery. He, he had just owed his allegiances to people who had helped him, who had helped, who had you know uh, protected him when folks were trying to take him out. But anyway, at the end he frees himself. He doesn't wait on the Great Emancipator, but he frees himself of all this and then rides off.
2: For Yoda, I picked comedian Chris O'Dowd. There was really never any other contender. Chris O'Dowd sounds like he comes from another planet.
0: Uh, but when you're doing, like when you're being interviewed by E or whatever it is with Megan, who's just had a baby, nobody cares what you really have to say. So they're they just want to know how she got her body back. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so all the all those people just want to know. That kind of media just wants to know about Megan's. Yeah. Post baby body. And I found that my role increasingly over the course of the interviews was to make up fake secrets, how to get your body back. (laughs) So they would be like, how how did you do it, Megan? And uh, I would just say, cat litter juice. (laughs) Uh, Broccoli belly rub. (laughs) So now all I need to do is I buy the domain name for broccoli belly rub and I'm going to be a (laughs) millionaire. Sounds like a pretty terrible idea.
2: Michael Wincott has one of the best voices in Hollywood. I'm amazed he's not cast in every single superhero movie. He's my pick to voice Boba Fett for the handful of lines he has in Empire.
4: Uh, uh, Our friend us this evening. kind of a slight case of death. We'll sit down. Uh, uh, oh. Well, well, well. Devil's Night is upon us again. Well, we throw a little party, start a bunch of fires, make a little profit. I like the pretty lines. Problem is, it's all been done before, is it insane? There's no reason to quit. Wrong.
2: that's no reason to quit. Only reason to quit. For the Emperor himself, Brad Dourif. I mean, this was a no-brainer.
0: I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a great story. Since we've switched the question to what was my favorite kill, death, and it's it's a it's a Fiona story. Um, in the first one, um, Andy lights me on fire. Puts me in a in a fireplace and says, this is the end, friend, which a a line he was dying to say for the whole shoot. I mean, he just couldn't wait to say that line. And he lights the match and he puts it in and he lights me on fire. Okay, so now they're gonna do about a full minute or maybe even two of this doll running around in flames. All over trying to get away, and it's going on and on and on. Well, that has to be adr okay. Now, I don't know about you, but the idea of burning. That's tough. It's got to be, it's got to hurt, right? <laughs> it's really got to hurt. So, um, and I, you know, I take my job seriously. So there I am. Um, they say go, and I'm not prepared, And I scream. And I yell, and it is like, it is like excruciatingly, it feels excruciating pain just to get the energy to do this thing. And it's horrific. I mean, I am really screaming. And it turns out that little Fiona Duraf is in the sound booth. And she freaks (laughs) out and. And, you know, it just absolutely, so I finish, and they say, your daughter, and I run, and I grab her, I said, why Who took her in here? I mean, you know, and of course it was an accident, nobody knew what we were going to, what we were doing, and I had to grab her, take her outside, and settle her down.
2: Finally, for the role of Darth Vader, I selected the only actor whose voice I like more than Michael Wincott's, and that is Powers Booth. I don't feel like this needs any more explanation. You get it or you don't.
4: Turn this is John Grimes. He's going to help you with the next stage of your training. How you doing, rookie? The Black Bear Indians believe that the knife possessed the power of a sly, yet ferocious animal. Instantly, preventing your enemy from raising the alarm. Now, try it on me. Do it.
2: You'll never be that good. That wraps up this episode. I want to thank Paul Scavito and Jay Shearer for appearing once again. If you enjoyed listening to this show and you'd like to offer feedback, you can leave a comment on the show's blog page at deadbothandspies.blogspot.com or the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Spies. You can also leave a review of the show on iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter at RyanDaily01, or the username CountDruncula. Dead Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on this show belong solely to the speaker. All music and audio clips are used for entertainment purposes and are believed covered under fair use. And I make no money off this podcast, so no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and until next time, may the Force be with you, and live long and prosper. for a princess which was young. Uh, ideally, I wanted somebody about 16 years old, 17 years old. They were both Luke and Leo were supposed to be around the same age, and I wanted somebody, you know, teenager-like. So it was finding somebody who could hold her own against strong actors uh, and, you know, and still be the, the princess that she needed to be and be the authority figure that she needed to be and make it believable. And she was able to do that.